It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, timing is everything, especially when it relates to Deion Jones. Gabe Burns is going to join me from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Him and I are going to chop up some Braves talk with you. And are the Braves missing Freddie Freeman more than we want to admit? It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. We welcome into a Friday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. We uh, ask you to head over to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser, hit that subscribe button. Give us a comment and leave us a review if you would, please. And then you can follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. So we got the news yesterday that Deion Jones is going to be out until at least training camp having shoulder surgery. Hmm. Let me look at the calendar here. Let's see. May 27th. Um, let's see. June 1st is coming close, isn't it? Let me see if I do my math. Oh, so we're a week or less away from June. Now, what is June 1st in the NFL? I wonder what that day. Oh, you mean that's cuts where we can save salary trades roster chance. Oh, okay. Timing is everything. And this is what I believe about this whole thing. This is not just some random happenstance of this is the time that unfortunately we realize that Deion Jones needs surgery on his shoulder. Now let's clear up a few things. Okay. First off, this is not reconstructive surgery. This is not, we have to go in and build a bionic elbow or shoulder, excuse me, for uh, Deion Jones. We don't have to go in there and put a metal plate into his shoulder so that he can live the rest of his life or whatever like that. This is, we're going to go in and clean up some stuff and get him fixed up and ready to go. Beep, bada, boop, bop, bop, right? We get it cleaned up. A few weeks later, he's ready to go. Oh, but, you know, hey, listen, um, we just realized in the end of May that we need to do this. Anybody buying this? Are, are, are any of y'all out there in listener land buying the timing on all this kind of stuff? I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on this. You really think that he exited the building for his exit interview in whatever, early January after the season, and he hadn't had a medical done, and they didn't already know that he needed surgery, okay? If, if you believe that, then I have some beachfront property in Des Moines, Iowa, that I want to sell you that's a beautiful resort town on the ocean. Because that's where you'd have to be to buy into this stuff. Let me give you the no-spin talk about this, okay? June 1st is coming right around the corner. There's been a ton of rumors about Dion being cut, traded, this, that, and the other. Oh, conveniently, a week or so before all of that, Dion's going to need surgery and be out for a few weeks. So they don't have to worry about cutting him because you can't cut him while he's rehabbing like this. You're not so much worried about trading him because his market value probably isn't much. And if 
it gets to be time and you trade him in, let's say in a month, two months from right now, and you don't get much back, the narrative spin will be, well, you know, this will be from some of the media folks in the world. Well, you know, he's damaged goods. He just had, he's just coming off a shoulder surgery. You know, his value was, if they had traded him a while back, his value would have been there. But now he's coming off shoulder surgery and they don't know. Yes, they know. This is not a big procedure. But the timing of all of this is very, what's the old song? Things that make you go, hmm, out there. Do I think Deion Jones is going to be an Atlanta Falcon when training camp starts? Nope. Do you think that Deion Jones with mandatory minis coming up, not regular training camp, your mandatory minis, do you think Deion Jones, if perfectly healthy, would have been there? He wouldn't have been. Deion's not a fool. I, I've met Deion Jones, talked to him in person, interviewed him. I, I, he's not a fool. And he understands and reads the writing on the wall. He's not a good fit for this defense. He, he's not an ideal fit with a three-man front, and especially with 280-pound defensive linemen that you have, he's getting beat up all around. His job is not to come down and try to help in the run game and take on blockers and all that kind of He's a coverage linebacker. He can run and hit and do all those things, and he can take on running backs, but he's a coverage linebacker. And, and, and his role in a 3-4 front isn't the same. It's not coincidence that they drafted and signed as free agents three things, bigger, well, two things, excuse me, bigger, stronger guys, guys that are bigger, guys that weigh more, guys with more body mass. That's not coincidence, folks. It all then just happened in a vacuum and all these kinds of things. This is all calculated. I believe that when he was exiting out, that they had a realistic discussion. You know how we heard about all these discussions that they had with Matt Ryan, right? And then when they came to Matt and talked to him about Deshaun Watson and this, any other, he said, I'm out of here. See ya. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. I think they told Deion Jones the reality of the situation too. So don't be fooled by the timing and of all this stuff. There are calculated reasons why. I think when training camp hits, Deion Jones will not be an Atlanta Falcon. He will be traded away. They won't get much in return. They'll put all the spin and PR on it that they will because they've been good about it. Listen, they're selling you on the idea that they walked away from Matt Ryan. Uh-uh. In the words of Steve Austin, uh-uh. he walked away from them. All right, when we get back, Gabe Burns is going to join us from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Not a good night for the Braves. Last night, some of their old habits. We'll break down all things Atlanta Braves with Gabe up next. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back in to Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, asking you to head over to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser. Search us out. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment about the show. Also, too, reminding you, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, 
at JMCH316. Well, Braves last night, uh, after it looked like they'd maybe turn a corner offensively, they only score one run and go 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Yep, that's the life of a Braves fan right now. We welcome into the show my guy from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, covers the Braves on a wide variety of subjects as well. Gabe Burns is joining me, and you can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Gabe Burns AJC. Gabe, uh, thanks so much uh, for getting up with us and, uh, and being part of the show. And... Um, you know, if we look back to last night, um, it's sort of that same old, same old, right? 13 hits, double-digit hits the night before, and you go back to 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position, only put up one run. Yep, that's kind of the 2022 Braves in a nutshell, right? That's kind of where this team is right now. One night it looks like, oh, maybe there's something happening here, and the next it goes back to the same things that people have been complaining about. So, you know, a lot of people have kept – you know, <clears throat> I was at the Falcons yesterday – all anyone could ask me is about the Braves. We're talking about the Braves. What's wrong? You know, what's happening with this team? Is yeah. this team going to bounce back? And, you know, like anyone else, I mean, I don't really have the answers. Um, your bullpen has generally been good. Uh, Kyle Wright has hit, which, you know, no one counted on entering the year. And now you're <laughs> – the, but the offense, I mean, a lot of guys are performing below their standards, and you're just kind of waiting. You're just waiting this out, and – you know, this isn't a year ago. You know, you can't keep referencing slow starts of years past as a reason to be okay with this. I mean, this year is this year. And right now this team just hasn't got it together. And, you know, despite the Mets injuries, you know, with them holding strong right now, I mean, it's it's certainly a tough start. Let me ask you, Gabe. I mean, if we're if, if we're kind of diving into this, because I don't think that there's one easy answer to, like you said, the Braves are record-wise the same as they were at this time last year. I did look, though. The Dodgers are four games better. Now, that's a team that won 106 games last year. They're four games better. They're 30 and 14. Are we missing Freddie? I mean, is there is there some intangible things that you can't just, like, say on the field or point to batting average or something like that? But is there some intangible things that we're missing Freddie Freeman right now? You know, this is kind of a touchy topic for people because a lot of people like to – dismiss some of this stuff to a degree or, you know, believe that there's other guys who can step into the role. I said from the beginning, I thought they would miss him from that aspect. And I know, you know, when Acuna said what he said, and and I understand why people, this is such a hot button topic. I do think that to at least some degree, they miss the intangible in with Freddie. Yes. Now, that's not what's making them strike out a ton. That's right. not what's making them unable to hit with runners in scoring position. So there's there's a lot to it, and I think that there's a lot of elements that come into when you're a team that is as talented as this one is, and, you know, you are where you are right now. There's a lot of different elements that go to it. So I, it's not like I can blame this on, well, you know, Freddie. I mean, obviously Olsen had a great start, and we, we know who he is. We know where his numbers are going to end up, or we think we know. So it's not, you know, this is no, it's nothing to say about Olsen. It's just – yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think that there is – I guess this is kind of the safer, boring answer, but I do think that there is oh, there's an element. When you lose a future Hall of Famer who is the face of your franchise and a leader um, and expect to, you know, to completely replace that easily, uh, I mean, you just can't do that. Do you think that you, – you look at a guy like Adam Duvall and some of the struggles that he's had this year – I've brought up the idea of maybe it's not too early to make a move of whether you bring up Drew Waters, who I know is, you know, he's just kind of getting back in the swing of things, 
or you find more of an everyday center fielder from the standpoint of not, not so much Heredia Garcia, but an actual guy to help Adam Duvall. And whether that's you give him a couple days off, you give him, you know, a, a DH spot at times. It just feels like I think part of his struggles are he's playing every day in center field. And I don't know at 33 years old that Adam Duvall is a 160 game type of player to be playing center field every day. Does it make sense to maybe think about a move to bring somebody in and maybe help him out in center? Yeah. I mean, well, the dead ball doesn't seem to be helping him either. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been really disappointing uh, for Duvall. I, I think, I think every option makes sense. Um, obviously the trade market is not uh, is not in full swing right now, but I certainly expect this team to be looking at outfielders. I've kind of said that for a while now, especially I was saying that really even before Rosario, um, had the eye issue that it just felt like this was going to, they were going to need another productive outfielder. I know, you know, we'll see who's out there. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh with Brian Reynolds. I know that's a guy they were interested in in the past, but to be honest, it, it still doesn't make sense to me why Pittsburgh would even move him because, you know, you do have to try to build a good team at some point. Yeah. Yeah. He's young uh, and cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we throw out guys like that from these terrible teams, but at the same time, like when you have a guy that's controllable with, you know, their justification to extension. But so, yeah, I mean, Drew Waters, I think it's a little too soon for that, but I mean, certainly that could be an option later in the year. I mean, I'm still thinking about Michael Harris. I know, <laughs> I mean, he's so talented. Like it just, it would not surprise me if he found his way up here at some point, but they're, they're I mean, they're also going to be careful not to rush him as well. So yeah, I think you need to look at your options. There was a report that they checked in on Brett Gardner, um, the longtime Yankee, and, and he mm -hmm. turned him down. I, I guess he just wants to be, you know, a Yankee for life or he's done playing or whatever. Uh, so, I mean, certainly they're leaving no stone unturned. But, yeah, I mean, as far as Duvall, as far as this outfield, they're, I think they need another guy. So, Ronald Acuna, uh, he's been out last couple of nights. Looks like he's not going to play again tonight. You think there's going to be a lot of little lingering things moving forward with Ronnie? I mean, it. I know we want to say like, okay, once it's been a calendar year, then he's going to be healthy and everything's perfect, right? But he plays so all out on your team. And and I've heard some people say reckless. I don't think it's reckless. I think when you're running into walls and diving all over the, the field, that starts to get into some recklessness. But, you know, he didn't have any spring. He didn't play much in the, in, in Gwinnett. I just wonder if these are going to be some things that are going to linger all year long with Ronnie, or are we just going to get to a point where it's like, okay, he's good to go now. And now everything's better for him. You know, I'm wondering the same thing. Uh, I think it's concerning. I, I certainly think it's concerning because, you know, initially he has the groin and they say, he's, you know, it was a, he sat out on a Wednesday. They had Thursday off. They said, <clears throat> expecting to be back Friday. If I remembering that correctly. Um, but Acuna said that he would be back himself, and then they gave him a little more time. Then he ends up coming back. Okay, no IL, that's good. Now we're here again. Right. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I mean, it feels like it feels like this is this is a problem. It, it's certainly concerning. Um, I do wonder, you know, should he have been put on the IL before and just get out ahead, just sit him for ten days and just come back to it? Uh, I thought, you know, but. Uh, once again, you know, they're not putting him on the IL again and, you know, maybe he ends up being fine, but it just seems like there's a lot of, well, he's going to come back and then it's slower than you think that then he's out there. And as you laid out, 
he's an all-out kind of guy, and that's good. That's part of his identity as a player. You don't want to take that away from him. I understand that they have talked about dialing him back a little, talking to him about, re, you know, reeling it in. But at the same time, that is his identity as a player in a lot of ways. So he's, that's just what he's going to do. Uh, it's looking like it's just going to – I mean, again, we're getting closer to June here. We're almost in June. Uh, he's back, and we're still – we're having we're having these issues. Um, it, it, it's – all I can really say about it is it's concerning. I'm a little surprised he, that they just haven't put him on the IL at some point. Um We'll see, but uh, I mean the scenario that you said there about you know flip a switch and no, he's okay now. You know, like okay, he's he's at this date, he's clear, he's ready to roll. Um, that's kind of getting hard to envision, just given that there's just now multiple kind of lingering things here. And I wonder if there is some reality to they're going to have to DH him a lot more this year than maybe what they anticipated. That you know we go to that okay, it's been a year, we're going to play him full time and all this any other. But I'm wondering, he's too valuable to keep his bat out. And if that means he has to DH a lot more and not put strain on his legs in the outfield, I mean, isn't that kind of the reality of, of what they have to do? If, I, if I'd if i rather have Ozuna play left and him DH than for him to not be in the lineup at all. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, um, that's certainly on the table. Because uh, at this point, I mean, you're, you're, you're not helping him by having him out there and uh, you do obviously want his bat in the lineup, even when he's on the bases. You know he's going to run, and you know that's obviously kind of putting it at risk too. But that's just how he's going to play. So you are at least lessening somewhat the injury risk if you're not going to have him out there. The starting rotation, um, it's looked a lot better. Morton got beat up a little bit uh, the other night, but you mentioned Kyle Wright. He's probably been either their most consistent, or him and Freed have been their most consistent pitchers out there. I know the fifth starter is one of those things people like to talk about. You think Strider gets a shot there at some point? I do feel like his role right now was way more valuable pitching every day, couple of days in the bullpen, especially without Jackson and Matzik. But I know people are enamored by the stuff in that arm about eventually him being a fifth starter. But where do you like his role right now? Well, I mean, I think you nailed it. I, I totally get why people would like to see him start. Um, I certainly could see a scenario, you know, later in the year he gets that, but you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Right. That's, yeah. Right. I mean, and he's, he's really, um, it's easy to kind of forget, you know, he was drafted in 2020. So, I mean, the fact he's up and he's making an impact like he is, is really right. impressive, especially when you consider the pandemic and the circumstances around, you know, since he's been a professional. So, um, I, I mean, maybe, you know, in the future that becomes, you know, he is a starter. I, I don't know. Um, maybe later this year they give him, give him a, a try, but he has been such a weapon for them. And the bullpen has generally been a strength. So I don't think they're going to mess with it, at least not anytime soon. And I mean, look, they're, they're struggling to find a fit starter. Most teams are, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of reliable starting pitching out there. Um, depending on Charlie Morton, you feel pretty good about your, your four guys you do have. And then fifth, you're, just kind of patch it together and figure it out. But uh, as far as Strider goes, again, I totally get the conversation around it. Um, I, like anyone else, I'm curious to see how he would look as a starter too. But at the same time, he has been so good and so dominant in his role. I, I think they'll probably ignore him for a while. Last question, Gabe. Um, you know, look, Dansby's figured some things out and turned something around. You and I have talked on my radio show about this. 
are they just going to wait till the end of the year and just roll the dice and say, hey, maybe we'll put them an offer out there. Somebody makes a better offer. We'll let them go. I mean, this is an important position. And you got a guy that is playing elite defense this year, which is not easy to find, to go along with now he's figuring some things out offensively. I I just wonder about this organization's long-term commitment to if they want Dansby. They don't talk about him much at all anymore. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see how it unfolds for him. I mean, they've done in-season extensions before, but it was on their terms. You know, the Charlie mm-hmm. Morton, Charlie Morton right. wanted to be back. Darno right. wanted to be back. It was their terms. Uh, for Dansby, I mean, he's having the kind of – he's turning it around. I, You know, it's probably in his best interest as well to maybe hit the market, let's price drive, you know, get, get, a, get a little better deal if it's from the Braves or if it's from somebody else. I think we all believe he wants to be here, but – uh, yeah, I mean, anything in season would surprise me at this point because he is so close to free agency now. I think both sides might just prefer to let this play out. Follow him on his Twitter page, at Gabe Burns AJC. Covers the Braves, covers all things Atlanta sports, and uh, join us here on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Thanks so much, Gabe. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for being uh, on the show with me today. Absolutely. We'll talk more about this. Freddie and are the Braves missing him coming up. It is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Back with you on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com. Locked On Sports is the thing that you want to put into your browser. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think about the show. And then, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Let's expand on the conversation that we just had with Gabe Burns. The Braves right now are in the same position that they were last year record-wise. Their record is the same year over year after 45 games. But it is interesting that the Dodgers, who were a 106-win team, who were on fire pretty much, it seemed like most all of last year, they're four games better. Now, when I bring this up to somebody and, and I, I bring this up to some of the nudniks on Twitter and stuff like that about the idea of, well, they're not missing Freddie Freeman because their record's the same. Oh, so we didn't think they were going to be better. You're telling me that the world series champs that are fledgling along world series. See that poster behind me, the world series champs who are fledgling along. You didn't think they were going to be better with a year's experience and guys coming back. I mean, okay. Even with Ronnie not starting the season, um, you didn't think they were going to be better. But then you look at the Dodgers and they are four games better. Okay. In in 40 games, that's 10% of their games that they're that they're better in year over year. They're 30 and 14 on the year. 
there are things in sports that you just can't go to a box score and say, oh, well, he hit two homers and drove in five RBI, and that's why he's doing well for my organization. There are things and intangibles about guys. You think it's coincidence that Brian Snitker made it a point to talk about, I go to Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman's my go-to guy in this, that, and the other. You, you don't think that there's something to what Jeff Francoeur just talked to Jeff Schultz about in The Athletic, about you get this hangover, you come in and you need somebody to kick your ass, and, and that guy may not be there? Well, Riley can do it in this. Why, what has Austin Riley done with all due respect in Major League Baseball to tell you that he's ready to step up and be a leader? Maybe Dansby, who's been around a little bit longer, but Dansby's looking and saying, I'm going to not be here in six months. What am I worried about leading? Well, Ronnie's the leader. He is. He may be the leader on the field because he's the best player, but there is a difference between leading behind the scenes and leading because of your how well you play. What, what makes you think that Ronnie, with all due respect, who, I, and I'm just going to say it like this, he uses an interpreter to do interviews. What makes you think that in the clubhouse, he's this vocal leader and he's a guy who's willing to go kick your ass. His managers had issues and run-ins with Ronnie. What makes you think that that's the guy that you get behind the scenes with all that? I'm saying all of that to say that when I brought this up a while back, the idea of what Freddie means to an organization, the face of your franchise, when Fox Sports has them on their national game of the week, and what's the first thing you see is Freddie at first base talking to somebody, right? What's the first thing Bally Sports did when he went out to L.A., right? They showed Charlie running into Dansby's arms and all that. You can't have a better representation of what your franchise is. And for the guy who has been here, you know, that long, he was the face of your franchise. And while I understand that Freddie's gone and you can't get him back, and I understand that Matt Olson over the next, whatever that contract was, eight or nine years, will be fine and, and production-wise. But I think you're seeing chinks in the armor of the Braves because of how they handle their business on a, on a night in that. This is a team that won the World Series and hasn't won three games in a row. Let me look at that calendar. Wow, May 27th. We're more than 25% of the way through the season. They haven't won three times in a row this year. Mean to tell me that the Braves aren't good enough to have won three, not 12, not nine, not 11, not seven. They haven't won three games in a row. And so many of you are out there with the idea of, oh, well, they'll just flip this switch and all that. Okay. When are the Mets going to start losing? Because by the way, even if the Braves get hot, this, this is a little spoiler alert. Even if the Braves get hot, at some point you have to have the Mets lose. Because at some point the records have to start balancing themselves out. If the Mets keep winning and the Braves keep winning, you know what happens? You don't win the division. At some point the Mets have to start. You have to start rooting for the Mets to lose. Now we don't have to worry about that yet. It's only seven and a half games. But this idea that all of a sudden, look, you signed Marcelo Zuna to this long-term contract. You're seeing that Marcelo Zuna is more like the guy in St. Louis that we sort of wondered. I, when I brought this up a couple of years ago, 
are we getting Marcelo Zuna from the St. Louis Cardinals or are we getting Marcelo Zuna from the Marlins in his final year? Well, in 2020, the pandemic, when he said, he said, not me, he said this, that I used that time during the pandemic to get my body conditioned and ready to play and lost weight and this and the other. Okay. He had a monster season in 2020. Since then, though, he signed the extension, was obviously suspended part of last year, but he did play last year. He did play, and he wasn't exactly tearing up the league. You know, in St. Louis, he was a guy that hit a pretty fair amount of homers, didn't drive in a ton of runs, didn't hit for a lot of average or get on base a lot, didn't have a great on-base percentage, but he has good power, and he strikes out a bunch. Guess what he is here in Atlanta? He's a guy that doesn't get on base a lot, hit for much average, knock in a whole crap ton of runs, but he does hit the ball out of the ballpark pretty regularly. Okay. That's the same guy the Cardinals got. He's been a little bit healthier here. I'll give him credit for that. Although we got, you know, again, to your point, we've got a long way to go. You know, let's see if he misses 30 games, you know, this year. So far, so good. At least he's played every day. Of course, he's got a, he can be a DH now. So that greatly reduced, you know, you're not playing out in the field every day. Ask Ronnie what that's like. But what if, what if we have to have Ronnie at DH a lot longer and he has to play out in the field? Now you open him up for more risk. I, I think that there is a reality of they miss Freddie Freeman behind the scenes some more than people are willing to admit. Doesn't make them strike out more, as Gabe said, and this, that, and the other. But getting guys' minds right day in, day out. The fact that they haven't won three games in a row, the fact that the Dodgers are four games better than they were a year ago when they were still on a historical pace, I think there is something to that. You may not like it. You may not want to admit it. But I think that there is something to that. All right, we thank you for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery part of your daily listening. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make your second listen every day, though, on the same network, be A to Z with Mark Zeno. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports with the opinions that you may not like, but you know you got to hear them. So he is free and available on YouTube.com uh, as well. If you put Locked on Sports Atlanta there and subscribe, you can get his shows as well. And he is free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, just like this show is as well. A to Z with Mark Zeno daily here as well. We thank you so much. Uh, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.